I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm just balling with my check, yeah. Drop two collars with my check, ayy. Got her hands all on my drink, ayy. Let her take a couple sips, ayy. That's what I'm saying, like. You're gonna learn a one too, like. It's all good. It's all good. Free tape. Free tape. Nothing to hide is like. Whatever, man. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, like that, that Black Mirror episode. That Black Mirror episode. Oh. Those guys were all fucking. And the I felt. No, nah, the one the where they hacked one? into the people's computer. Oh, and they put like child porn on the on the on oh, man's yeah, computer. Yeah, yeah. No, they had. They were involved in oh, child oh, porn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. U was. The and U they was. They used the dirt on you. They used the dirt on you to make you do shit. Yeah. yeah. To make you do things. Yeah. But that, yeah, yeah, that was a fuck up. Black Mirror is actually legendary, and it's like it's gonna, it's a, gonna a season and a half in. Yeah, it's like, it's like <laughs> anxiety, you know? you yo, per season. And when I saw the first episode, the, the president had to, the prime minister had to, to fuck, fuck a pig, pig on live crazy, television bro. and finish. Yeah, I was like, okay, I, maybe fuck a pig. All right, maybe, but finish is a that's a whole new level of evil. Yeah, but that was, that how was... you finish with a pig? Yeah, <laughs> Some man can't finish with a thing. Like, that's like that's wild. <laughs> You're supposed to finish with a pig. That's crazy. Anyways. Yeah, that show's fucked up. Yo, I asked... Yo, Jason, you weren't here for this. I asked <laughs> Sav, if your girl... Say you were your girl for like five years, see him? <laughs> he's, already, he's already stressed. He's like, Ugh. So you're with your girl for five years? <laughs> that's a bid. Wow. That's deep. Yo, so you're with your girl for five years. Mm-hmm. And then she said, then she just comes home one day and all her hair is gone. Like she chopped off all her hair. Oh, she like she long, cut it off? She had long, luscious hair and now she's cut it off. Well, like she's, she's buzz cut and it doesn't look good. She looks like a boy. She's not going outside. She's not going outside. Whoa. Okay, R. Kelly. On some black <laughs> snake moan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. On some black snake moan. Like what? Black snake moan. Freaking. I was telling him, like, you can't do anything at that point. Especially if she likes it. You're done. And she's empowered by it. It's You're a rat. You have yeah, to. You I have feel to... like it's one of those conversations we have to both have. Well, why? A conversation. You do not ask her shit when you cut your hair. Yo, especially now, you have no I say, bro. Get it cut. But, That's different. But she always gets That's her different. hair. She always gets her hair cut too. But she always gets her hair cut too. And you know she's not on me until I cut it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like he's saying he's saying you're not a different person when you cut your hair, but you clearly are because you go from bum nigga to feeling like Goku. Yo, a lineup, bro. When you dog today, powers. I'm feeling powerful. I got my my seven dollar cut today. I'm feeling powerful right now. You could tweeted this the other day. She's like, oh, you niggas think you're cute because you get a you get a haircut, but a week later it's still ugly as fuck. And I was just like, yo, if ten dollars is a difference between looking beautiful and ugly. Then how much does it take you, girl? Hey, people, you know are, people aren't ugly. Yeah. They're broke, man. Look at how many people who are ugly as... F- Look at Cardi B. Yeah. Cardi B was not 
No. I haven't seen old pictures. Old, old. <laughs> Bella Clava? Bella Clava is her name? I don't know what her name Bella, I'm not sure what Bella her name is. Bella Tricks? Bella Tricks the Strange? Yeah, like what? <laughs> is that Harry yeah. Potter? Yeah. No, I don't know what her name is, but all I know is that she was not that attractive when she was she doing wasn't? Her Instagram videos. Even, even with the teeth, now, even with the teeth, I thought she was cute. Nah, she she looks good now. The teeth was a big teeth. defining factor. She got a bag, fixed her teeth, and now she actually the teeth looks really like a fixed snap. it. Yeah, really come on, how important are smiles? I don't remember her picture. Teeth and and eyes are very important to me. I feel like that's what makes us different. We all like we all have noses, noses. Yeah. Yo, this like look at Hazel from Love and Hip Hop. She used to have a oh, toucan Sam nose. Yo, this is the most important part. A girl could have this on lock. Mm. You're right. The nose, very important. A nose can, like, kill it. I, yeah. If you want to kiss a thing and her nose too long, you have to... That's life. You have to just... You got to learn a different play. That's all. If, you come with a, if you're facing the Cavs, it's just a different defense. That's all. My God. Speaking of the Cavs, who saw that game last night? My goodness. Like, that was... That's going to be one of LeBron's games. Defining they, games. They show. Even though Corver is the one that really took over, that last shot, walking up to Porzingis with his head just... That was Corver? Like a street ball thing. Like, he just walked up to him like he was on the rucker, dog. Like, it was crazy. Daggered it in his eye? Step back, three. Dagger, swish, didn't touch the rim. Because Corver's a shooter, man. The best part about that was... Right? Is when he walks all the way back down to the court to the other end and looks at the whole front row, Jeez. the whole way. He looked at everybody. I watched Ashton the snowball Kusher like fifty times. He threes. looked at everyone in that front row all the way back to the bench. He looks I was like, like Ashton Kutcher, right? Bro, doesn't it feel like not late nineties, early two thousands basketball is back? Like back. And Sean Kemp is talking back. shit to niggas. No, no, just the start of the season was very. Violent. Look how many people are getting. Like Steph, Steph Curry, Curry got <laughs> ejected. <laughs> The chance the rapper of basketball got, got ejected. ejected. <laughs> That's actually a he is the he is the Joel Olstein of the NBA. <laughs> oh no no, Mark Jackson is the Joel Olstein. <laughs> Mark Jackson. <laughs> Just bring love into your hearts. Yo. Yo yo yo. It's the extra gravy show. We back. We back. We I'm back. Marlon. I'm Jason. Back another week. How's your week, sir? Well, <laughs> oh, somebody got some cutty or a job. Which one? Nigga. <laughs> I am a I am a virgin. Oh, child of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So you've done anal. I am a virgin. <laughs> yeah, you know how they be like, oh, I'm, I'm a, virgin. a virgin. They're Those all are fucking the nastiest. Getting ones. it in the Those ass. Those are the nastiest liars. ones. Wow, this is where we're gonna start. But yo, <laughs> man, I'm got a job. Why didn't you tell me I would have brought some Henny, dog? Like the Henny. Where'd you get a job? I don't even want to say. Brass Rail, eh? It's a, it's a, it's an agency. It's a digital agency. It has, oh shit! It has multiple Your locations. Fields. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So I'm junior project manager there. Mike, what the um, fuck? What? Wait, hold on. No, no, you don't just skip over that. How'd you become yeah, yeah, yeah. junior project manager? Was that like what they're looking for? Or yeah, they, they need to fill that position. Just so tight. 
Nah, no, no, no. <laughs> they need to fill that position. Because of my work at course, I guess I had enough transferable skills mm. to be qualified for that position. Plus, I got a referral. Ooh. Like, nowadays, it's all about you a referral. You're down at this job. Ha! Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, we gonna, no. We're going to find out whose pussy is it. Nope, nope, no, <laughs> Nope, nope, that no. That works at this job. Right? <laughs> Jason Finessen. Nope. Oh, man. So, I heard, <laughs> after the sex, Jason's like, got a cigarette so i heard you uh <laughs> work over at uh so about that junior project manager <laughs> position <laughs> imagine oh man i is can't even a... call you a bum anymore no nope. disheartening it's a sad day for me and actually <laughs> my barber fucking left the barber early on sunday when man's was actually on saturday when man's was supposed to get a cut Wait, so you had to go to a foreigner no, I didn't even go. Oh, that's see, that's I'm just riding. A lot of people need to learn from that. That is called loyalty and respect. Man saw his barber cut early. He said, so wait, Desmond's not here. All right, I'm bro. off I'm this. Off this though, man. No, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> you know I mean? Jason. So yeah, a man, uh, the dreadlock man has moved from chorus. My now I'm goodness. into another agency. My goodness, God uh, is goody. God is good, man. Yeah, and I still got my hair. The powers of my hair. <laughs> the powers of your hair, Samson. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, my week was all right. I oh, really yeah. Not too much. I've been dropping skits lately. If you guys you did one. What was YouTube the last channel. one you did? I saw you dropped one. Um, I just dropped a uh, photo shoot gone wrong. Yalla. Basically, it's my character, Cross-Eye. Yalla. He's usually a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> and he... Uh, He's coming back, but he's he's trying to stay away from rap for now. He's pivoting he's, to... He's pivoting to photography, <laughs> is what I'm saying. And <laughs> Yeah, we're going to be pivoting to video. Um, but uh, yeah, video's mad funny. Um, somebody might have gotten backwards just sprinkled into their face during Ooh. this video. So I think the sacrifice means you guys should go check it out, man. A backwood was harmed during A the filming? A backwood was definitely harmed during the making of this. You couldn't just like... Nah. I'm sorry. It uh, just had to be done for the sake of comedy. It was beautiful. God. So funny. But uh, yeah. What was your opening song? Ooh, my opening song. Now, I've been playing 88 catch Glam. You. Oh, yeah. These niggas again. Fucking stop. Bro. Uh, 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 88 uh, Glam is, if you guys haven't checked it out, it's uh, Derek Wise and 88 Camino. You guys need to go check out that mixtape. They just dropped it, affiliated with EXO. I'm not sure if they're signed to EXO yet or what. But 88 Glam, um, there's a song on there. Well, this every song is fire, by the way. They haven't missed once on this mixtape. And my favorite is Heisman. So I'm going to open up with Heisman. People throw shade and they, not, not, and not. they don't know do where to find me. You closed with that one last week. You so, got to pick another I'm one. Open it again. What the <laughs> fuck? It's so fire. Bro. I can't help it. Uh, All right, fine, fine, fine. Um, pick another one off the album. Um, shit, now you put me in a in a compromising position. No, it doesn't matter. Uh, 12. Go I'm 12? Go 12. All right. No, Ricardo. I think Ricardo? Go okay, 12. Ricardo. I'll go with Ricardo. All right, all right, but all right. yo, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Ooh. we got a special Ooh. guest in the building. Yeah, yeah, Se yeah. New Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> New Kenny. You know what it is. <laughs> yo, this man is celebrating 10 years this month. Uh, I'm going to be hosting his show. Yeah. and uh, We're going to be in the building. Yeah, the Come Up Show. If you guys have heard of the Come Up Show, I'm sure you have. Uh, uh, it uh, is probably uh, uh, like uh. the number one podcast about hip-hop in Canada. Uh, and we have Chato here. The hey. man. My guy. What's good? I actually good? did an interview with him like a year ago. The man. You know, And you know what? It's so funny because... Uh, 
because I have a better facility now where mm. I do my interviews. But our interview that I did with him was in mm. the Toronto Reference Library downtown. Ah, 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 ah. Real hustler, man. Real uh, hustler. On the second like, floor on the conference table. Like, in an interview? I rated it in so a, much. In a, a, in a, a closed so room much. or in the middle of like... No, in a, it was in a conference room, like a table, big table in a conference room. With yeah. The door it's and just everything. us two. I rated it. Because some like, niggas would have been like, yeah, come through to my, my house. Like, we'll just yeah. get it done in my room or some shit. Like, yeah, like I did a bunch. I did Adria Kane. I did a uh, Claremont in one of the cubicles on the first floor. So like... Yeah, I was about to say, like, yeah. you find a cubicle? Like, that's crazy. On the first floor, there's a cubicle there yeah. that you just book. And then on the second floor, I, I would book... Uh, a, a table, a conference table there, and I would do a bunch of the interviews there, and uh, and uh, it, was a, it was a challenge because you know, like you don't know who's used that conference room before true. you. A downtown, right? <laughs> true, <laughs> especially downtown. Yeah, you know it's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. We might as well get into how Come Up Show started. Okay. Yeah, were you a part of its original like? I guess. Were you a founder? I'm the founder. Okay. I'm the founder of Dope. the guy. Dope. Uh, the Come Up Show started uh, in 2007, and I'm originally from London, Ontario. Yeah. Mm. Uh, which I know you've made fun a few times yeah. in your YouTube yep. videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Because Definitely. I've, known, I've known about Come Up Show since it was a blog. Yes. So the Come Up Show originally, uh, I'm from London, Ontario. So when I grew up in London, there wasn't good hip-hop uh, uh, music playing on the radio. And I was the guy. Classified. There still isn't. There still isn't. Let's just, let's just be real. Classified. <laughs> you could say that that's about why, the hey, city listen, too, There's man. some people that like classified. You can't keep shitting on these shit outside on. guys. They that, have that's the thing. That's huge Okay, first of all, 15, uh, 15 albums. The guy's uh, has had would, been with every rec- every record label, has made his money off the Canadian hip-hop scene, mm-hmm. and not a lot of people have made their money solely It's true. Canada. And Not he made US, an anthem. Just Canada. And he it's made true. an anthem for the, for the the city. The numbers That's don't lie. Really hard. But I still don't listen to classified. Yeah, I, I can understand hey, that. Hey, hey. Different I, strokes I, for different folks. It's facts. I can understand that. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I was the guy in the high school who always had an earbud in one ear and I would share it with my boys and my friends. I would just, I loved music. Mm-hmm. I really, really, really loved music. And it wasn't until... Um, I read somewhere you used to write on the board, Song of the Day. Oh, you, you heard that interview. <laughs> yeah, I heard that interview where you yeah, said you... Yeah, because, yeah, like, I remember, yeah, that's like in grade 9, grade 10, before our civics class started, I would write, like, yo, guys, this is the song of the day. And I remember one of them was uh, Cassidy featuring R. Kelly Hotel. Oh, <laughs> Writing man. that on the board before it, it's out. That's right. Lit. And then look at, like, times. and then everybody would be writing down. This guy was digitally dripped before and digitally dripped. Everybody yeah. would be on their notebook, would write down, this is the song. And then I was that type of guy. So it wasn't until... I got access to our AV room, which powers our uh, uh, our auditorium where the yep. music plays and everything like that. So during lunchtime for 45 minutes every Friday, I'd be playing music that I loved. That's sick. Right? So DJing took, basically. Yeah, it would took nice. like it took the it took the sharing the earbud to like your whole high your whole class your whole school is bumping. Whatever I was playing clips, grinding. Usher, you don't have to call. And like, in London, songs with context songs like that, right? For some so people, your boys don't are know eating poutine, Ontario. cheeseburgers, whatever. And then these songs are bumping, and everybody's looking at you, like bigging you up. And I was like, I need to do this for the rest of my life. How yeah. do I got addicted to that feeling when a hundred people are are hearing that? I'm like, how do I do this? Yeah. Right after that, uh, do you guys remember careers class? Yeah. yeah. Careercruising.com. Civics. Yeah. 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 Careercruising.com. Like, what occupation has music in it involved radio radio was one of the things so i started volunteering at western university's radio station and started the show uh wednesdays 2 a.m to 6 a.m was my first time slot literally started 
at the bottom and then built it up from there. So it started as a radio show on West, Western University. What is it about sharing music that's just so exciting to us? I, don't, I make playlists every weekend. I know tons of people who make playlists that you don't get paid for it. Mm-hmm. But there's a joy in like sharing music. Well, sharing art, really, because mm-hmm. people are sharing videos these days more than ever, music. A lot of artists are breaking off of like dancing videos that go viral and they're playing their songs. So it's like, what is it about sharing music that excites you? It's the, it's the emotion, it's the feeling. Music is feeling, yeah. mm-hmm. right? It's Definitely. based on feeling. And uh, the feeling that I get from it, I can't just hold it to myself. Mm. I gotta sh- I, I get basically I wanna share happiness. I wanna yeah. share joy. Yeah. That's all I wanna do. That powers me. Mm-hmm. That's been able to sustain me for 10 years now because I've had low points. But then when I put on those headphones, I remember why I'm doing what That's I'm doing. So I'm just over overjoyed over uh, overjoyed and i want to share that feeling with people i'm like yo have you heard of this artist yo do you know this song <laughs> yo <laughs> yeah you definitely. need this yo you need to hear this you know what i mean so that's that's basically uh, you know why i love sharing music man so there's sorry. almost nothing as satisfying as finding an artist that no one no knows, knows and they're sick and that's what this man specializes right? in because yeah, 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 as you guys on. can tell by the title the come up show so yeah. it's like you focus on artists that are on the come up on the rise yeah. so you kind of in a way expose them to a big and exactly. different audience and one of those artists on our anniversary show his name's Emmanuel that nobody knows about I'm so excited <laughs> about it like, yeah. Yeah. And let them know when when is the when is the concert again? Yeah, Thursday, November thirtieth at Adelaide Hall downtown in Toronto. Uh, we're celebrating our tenth year anniversary. Ten years. Ten, ten years blood clots. Ten yeah. years. Ten years. That's not easy. That's not easy. And, and uh, our headliner is Eleven Eleven. Adria Kane. Shout out to Adria. Uh, and Kennedy Road and Emmanuel. Kennedy Road is. Hey. She's a she a problem. I'm also excited about. Uh, that yeah. name alone, yeah, that's when I problem. heard the name, someone said, have you heard Kennedy Road? I'm like, what do you, what? Have I heard of Kennedy Road? I've, I've been there. And they're like, no, Kennedy Road, like the artist. I was like, that name's sick. Yeah. <laughs> like, first time hearing it, if you're from Toronto, you know that. Kennedy Road. If a man know, comes I, out with Eglinton West, he has to be a dancehall artist. Like, <laughs> like there's no other no way. Choice. You have no choice. <laughs> I'm about to, hmm. Oh god! Might be a little parody thing still. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yo. so yeah, Thursday, November thirtieth, the tenth anniversary. We're celebrating it with music, uh, with ice cream cake. We're just gonna have a good time, man. And uh, you're, you know, how much is it for people who want to attend? Yeah, t- you can get tickets in advance. Go get them at thecomeupshow.com. It's only eighteen dollars in mm, advance. Very nice. So we got a strong lineup, and that's why I'm, I'm excited about you know headliner. Uh, I mean, Eleven uh, Eleven is doing numbers, man. Yeah, the guy has twenty eight million video views. Joe alone. Budden and them play yeah. him on as sleepers on their uh, podcast on a lot. Podcast. Like yeah, a couple, yeah, yeah, I've heard yeah, him yeah. there at least three times. Where Adria got played on there too as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He knows about Adria. Yeah, yep. yeah. There's a lot. Of, yes, they, he does. Yo, they know about Toronto, man. Especially yeah. Rory. Like his knowledge on Toronto artists is, yeah. is getting pretty vast. Like he's he's researching out here. That's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, hipsters must hate you though. Like hipsters mean? must hate you. Like those, there's because I run into. I have a friend who he listens to only trap music, right? Okay. But he only How do listens people do to that? artists that are like new, like nobody, barely anybody knows about them. And then once I notice, every time 
an artist he likes becomes popping and is now on the mainstream, He's he doesn't that. like the music anymore. Mm. So it's like, I feel like for you, you have you have a lot of people that must be like, oh man, why is this guy showing all these, all these artists to people? I, I do know that happens a lot, right? Yeah. Like with, I remember, because I interviewed Wiz Khalifa before, right before Black and Yellow came out, mm -hmm. right? So when you, when you see the comments in my interview with Wiz Khalifa, you can watch it on YouTube, uh, people are like, oh, I've been here before Cushion Orange Juice. Like, <laughs> yeah, they the try to prove one. it, yeah. Everybody's bandwagoners. That's yeah. a regular thing that mm. a lot of people have, and I, uh, I don't know. I haven't gotten any hate from hipsters or whatever. And honestly, there's too much music out there nowadays. It's mm. like there's so much music. I think out there, there might be too much. Is the right yeah. word? I think yeah. too much is because yeah. it's a lot. There's to no digest. filter anymore. Yeah, it's not even. It's it's like you don't have time to really like sit with a project and let it resonate with you like in its entirety by itself. You know no, what I mean, you have you have a week tops. <laughs> you have a week tops, and then yeah. three other niggas are gonna drop some some yeah. heat, and it's like it's good music too. Like a lot of the music that's coming out is really good music. R and B yeah. might be entering a new golden age for R and B. Like the amount of R and B that's come out this year alone, and the quality has been crazy. So it's like, in order to digest all that, it's like you got to you got to slow down sometime. But because especially because now it's streaming and the internet. Anybody could blow up at any time and music could just get shared at any time. Yeah. I feel like uh, I think we have FOMO nowadays when we when something new comes out, even mm. though you're listening to that one thing, you're like, oh, I got to move on to the next thing, especially if people are talking about that next yeah. thing. You don't want to be left out of the conversation. And that's the challenge with uh, I, I try to taking give in music today. Big crit sometime. Yeah. But like, I just couldn't. I had to listen to it. I was like, I can't yeah. not listen to this because I was in the middle of like playing another. When I play mixtapes or albums, I just run them through like I play them nonstop. Mm -hmm. And so. So like I knew with his, he has some heavy content usually. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna give it some time and I'm gonna just listen to this one by itself. And I just couldn't do it. I had to, I had to dive in. Uh, what are you listening to right now? Uh, yeah, Big Crit is definitely, I'm listening to that Chris, Snap, uh, Chris Brown album as well too. Ooh, did no, you get, did while. you get through the whole thing? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't Shit. heard all 45 songs. Jeez. I, I definitely have not. So he's about to disappear for like five years. No, you I think so? Because off, off, because he released that much music. That he has eight hundred songs in his phone. Apparently, I'm sure he does. To him. And I'm sure Future has a million. His worth, his work ethic is like really high. You, because you got to take into account. Not only is he making these songs, he knows when he goes on tour, you're gonna have to dance and have a routine to almost all of those songs. You know? Unless it's a ballad, he it's Chris Brown. He's he's a dancer. That's what he loves to do. So it's like he's got to have that choreography and stuff. Who else are you listening to? Uh, I'm I'm honestly listening to a, a lot of the artists that uh, I'm just getting excited about this concert. I'm really liking Emmanuel. Like we, uh, I I can't wait till people. What type he has of music a song is it? Called Medicine. He's R and B. R and B, nice. Uh, and like he, you can tell he's influenced by Frank Ocean. You know what Ooh, I mean? Like he okay. studies Frank Ocean. How Frank Ocean has this unorthodox way of making music and sounds. Uh, I like that. And uh, and I, that so, feeling with Daniel Caesar. That's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I've, I, that's what I called it. I've said uh, Daniel Caesar was like the Toronto Frank Ocean f way before like he blew up. Mm. And like, I also call him an angel because he's like literally like, he's like, no, dead ass. Like, he's his an voice is angelic. <laughs> like, like angelic. it's so pure. You feel yeah. like he's done nothing wrong in his life. <laughs> <when he laughs> yeah. Like, it's crazy. He reminds it's like a fuse of Frank Ocean and John Mayer and maybe John Legend. Mm. I could throw John Legend in there for like ballads, but like, yeah. He's just, he's amazing, man. And, he's doing and, great. And, 
we need to talk like how historical what he's accomplished selling out the Dan Forth five times. Yeah, five, five times. Five times. Five times. Within five minutes, time. within five minutes, capacity, like, the Dan Forth is around three thousand people. So that's around fifteen thousand people. That a guy from Oshawa who's unsigned, independent, just him and his team has accomplished this. This has never happened before. Yeah. And this is the exciting time that we're in right now. Definitely. And that's the one thing that I noticed when I started my radio show in mm. 2007. And by the way, when I started the Come Up Show in 2007, I wasn't saying, I'm going to promote nothing but Canadian uh, uh, music or Canadian mm. hip-hop. I had to be educated because yeah. I obviously knew the Snoop Dogs or the Jay-Z or whatever and the, or the Styles P. And um, as you guys know that every radio station has to play a minimum uh, CanCon regulation. Yeah. They had yep. to pay 35% Canadian music, right? Mm -hmm. And our, on our station was 40 because we were a campus community station. And then because in case we screwed up, they're like, you guys are going to play 40. And in case you screw up, you know, we'll at least reach 35. And right? at that point, it wasn't that it wasn't like now yeah. where you can pick from so, top and, 40 and, guys. And my philosophy was, OK, if and this is yeah in 07. So I'm like, all right, if I have to play, if almost half of my show is Canadian and if I'm playing that one highly produced Snoop Dogg or Jay-Z track, the next track can't be garbage just because it's Canadian. Yeah. The listener does not care. It's got to match in quality. Mm -hmm. It's got to be the same thing. People can't tell can't tell the difference. Yeah. That's what it's got to be. So I had to start doing my research by going to shows locally in London and Toronto. And that's when my mind was blown. I was like, yo, how come I've never heard of these artists before? Yeah. Who are they? Where are they being played? I'm not seeing them on TV. I'm mm -hmm. not hearing them on radio. That's when I made that discovery. My mind was open. I'm like, I have to champion these people. Yeah. I have to. I have to do it. And, and back then, that's it, at that point is when. You raise a really good point yeah. of matching the quality because I feel like back in 07, you would be listening to the radio and you could immediately tell when a Toronto or Canadian artist was the song that's played. Yeah, like first note. You're just first like, oh, note. Yeah. Like you could tell Socrates or Rascal. Like it, it was crazy. Like it, And now you, literally we are the ones that are influencing what the sound is mm. in the industry, which is crazy. I compared to, and back then, you remember you could tell the difference between an American TV show and a Canadian yep. TV show? When you saw something on CTV or whatever, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, this is Canadian. And yeah. I had that subconscious feeling. I was like, oh, I, I, still don't, there. I, was, I wasn't attracted to it. I just changed it. Mm -hmm. Even though I didn't give it a chance because of the aesthetic of that. This is like years ago, but the aesthetic of that. I, corner I, gas. I like, Ew. Oh, my God. <laughs> corner <laughs> gas. That's a corner gas. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Mosque on the Prairie. Like these are That's shows I, I don't, I'm like. They just look. Murdoch mystery. Yeah, I'm just like, come like, what? on, what's right? going on? Right. So <laughs> that's the same thing was happening with like there was still good Canadian music. Don't get it twisted, but yes, it's it wasn't maybe as good as, as good as it is today. So when I got like emboldened, I got inspired by the Canadian music I was uh, gonna play. I was I was promoting. I was in the streets, flyers, selling T-shirts, whatever, and I'm telling people, yo, I'm playing new Canadian music. People are like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm listening to my Jay Z. Fuck yeah. you. Like literally, yeah. that was the attitude. Of you know, of my niggas, like you know, yeah. you, you have different friends, you know what I mean, and different types of styles. But like the average mainstream listener was not really fucking with Canadian music Definitely unless not. you are Cardi or whoever that's already. And they had to have a banger. It a couldn't banger, just be like a, a song. And it's probably even popular in America. A lot right? of people love Cardinal, and I know yeah. a lot of people cannot name B sides. Uh, yeah. The people cannot name deep cuts of Cardi. Like yeah, there's a lot of people. People don't even like the first even video though. he was ever on on BET was Northern Touch. It wasn't even his song. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's like, and those guys are from like Vancouver or yeah, Saskatchewan. Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember, but like people, 
they championed Shaq, these guys coming a down lot. with the Northern and back touch. then you'd yeah. be yeah if Cardinal came on like old time killing or whatever you'd be like all right yeah I'm, I'm yeah, vibing yeah, yeah. with this well you know because uh, it was it a year or two years ago I was in Saga at Celebration Square for Canada Day and mm. Cardi was performing and uh, he was playing Dangerous and the girl behind me was like why is he playing Akon's song oh my <laughs> god and that like that was wow. his breakout song that, that was, was his track that was his breakout song that was, was his... Eminem on that no or no that was Cardinal featuring Akon, Akon. Dangerous yeah Dangerous that, that girl, girl is so dangerous yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. a big. Well, he got a lot of spins on that. A lot of spins. That's what made him Mister International. I believe. That's what made him Mr. International because he was, especially in Asia, they were fucking. With him. They were. Fu- I remember seeing videos of him killing China. Yeah, killing it. And he know that's the thing with Cardi. Like he puts he, on a good performance. He puts on a good show. Like every time, I've never seen this guy take an L on a stage before in my life. His great showmanship. Great showmanship. Um. Who's probably one of your favorite interviews or one of your favorite interview stories? I'd like to know that. Okay, stories. Um, favorite and worst. You could say the worst and no name, though. If you've interviewed Migos, we names. know that they... they ah, were, ah, I, ah. I, won't, I won't make it like, you know, like, I'll just say... This is extra game exclusive, 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 exclusive. Premier, premier. Okay, so, because people always ask me, because I, I, I've done over 500 interviews, yeah, right? In the last 10 years, like, uh, whether it be on a radio show, YouTube channel, or podcast. And people always ask me, like, oh, how was that person? Were they nice? And who was, like, rude or whatever? And, yeah. like, 99.9% of the in- people I have interviewed have been amazing, have been humble, have been gracious, and given me great interviews. I'll give you a, a, a story that maybe the experience wasn't that good, all right? And it was uh, an interview with the game. The game. Yeah. So, so I was living at, uh, in London at the time, and my photographer, uh, he was living in Toronto, and uh, he's a huge fan of the game, mm-hmm. right? So the game, if you guys know, he can't cross the border. He was doing <laughs> a show. Uh, he was doing a show in Detroit. Mm. So my photographer is like, "Yo, Chetto, if you can get us to this in this to the, into the show, get us media passes, I'll pick you up." I'll drive from Toronto to London. I'll pick you up and we'll go to Detroit. Jeez. I'm like, all right, okay, bet. So I put in the request with Live Nation. And I'm like, yo, I want to cover this show and I want to interview the game. They're like, uh, he's not doing any interviews, but we'll give you media passes. So we drive from, my, my photographer picks me up from Toronto. He goes, drives from Toronto to London, picks me up. We go to Detroit. I believe the venue was uh, St. Andrew's Hall, which is a legendary venue. This is where Jay Dilla, Eminem, D12, mm-hmm. like, big uh, Elzai, like Elzai. this is where the underground Shit. scene in Detroit happened, right? So we arrived to the venue, and within the first minute, we got hustled. My photographer got hustled because Damn. we're parking, <laughs> we're parking, right? And uh, fifteen dollars for parking, <laughs> brother, <laughs> right really? on top. And he just did. Um, we're parking, and then uh, we're going. Uh, my photographer is walking to the meter to pay for parking, and then there was this guy. Uh, Who's wearing like uh, you know how when somebody knocks on the door and they work for a charity mm. you have the whole vest vest yeah. and like the wrist, the lanyard with mm. their ID you know all that type of stuff oh, so uh, this guy's like yo what's, like not yo but like he's speaking very professionally and he's like uh, I I'm 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 raising money for veterans and I have these gift cards and mm. it was like all the official gift cards and like you know the restaurants Applebee's all that type of stuff right <laughs> and he's like it's twenty five dollars it'll go to towards charity. And my, my photographer's like, oh, okay, okay. And he thinks about it. I'm like, yeah, go ahead, do it. And then he pays for it. Uh, and then once we get into the venue, we're like, yo, 
what if there's nothing on here? <laughs> He's selling empty <laughs> gift cards. So yeah, it was an empty gift card, and that was Amazing. our first minute in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Literally getting out of Living the car. Living in the city. Uh, the first experience. <laughs> oh, my Those God. Those jokes. Detroit is, yeah, yeah. It's Detroit will get you. And so once we get into the venue. <laughs> That's a slogan. Detroit will get <laughs> you. Detroit will get you. We'll get you, all right. We'll get Shit. you, all right. Yeah, it's um, so, yeah, we're checking out the show, man. The game is an amazing performer. And you don't realize, you know, sometimes when... When you see an artist perform, you're like, yo, I forgot about all these, all these songs, songs and their yeah. discography yeah, and how yeah, many yeah. hits they have. Yep. Yo, the game's discography is untouchable, man, from the doc- the documentary to LA. It's all the albums, yep. right? And did you guys see the video recently, the game? Uh, it was a video of him, like, chugging. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking. What? Uh, yeah, the Hennessy, uh, the, the Hennessy trick that the artists do when they put coke inside the Henny. No, 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 no. Was no, this th- real? This is real. Jesus. Like, it, was a vid- it was a thing that was just tweeted like this past week. It's him like uh, finishing a bottle of Goose, at least half of it, straight. Like chugging, oh, right? Man. And people are like, yo, the game needs help. Somebody help the game. I'm like, no, I saw this four, four years ago at the show that I was yeah. at. The game literally, bro, takes a, a bottle of Goose. Rips it open. He's <laughs> chugging it, like half of it. Like straight, gulp, 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 gulp. He gives it to his boy. He stumbles to the left, stumbles to the right, and he spits 100 bars acapella, just fucking murders it. What like, the fuck? Like, that's showmanship. Fucking in, bro. That's like, showmanship on a level. He destroyed it. I'm like, what the fuck is this? That's amazing. Right? Uh, that's so simple. It's so smart. Yeah, like, man. He, he killed it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so like, smart. Because yeah, yeah, you're thinking, yo, this guy is drunk and belligerent. And then yeah, he yeah, just yeah. fucking And he's literally fighting heels. with his boy, by the way, because his boy wanted the bottle back. He's like, no, fuck you. I'm like, I'm, he takes the bottle back and he like literally finished half of the bottle of Goose. That and then spit 100 bars, acapella, nonstop. Everybody was just quiet. Like, what the great. fuck did we just witness, right? So the show, like, his, the performance is done early. It's like around midnight. And there, during this whole time, how I am is. If I want to get an interview with somebody, I am not going to give up. I'm not going to take no for an answer. Persistent. So I see a young photographer, videographer that is in the game's crew. Like he's taking uh, photos, videos, and then once the performance is done, it's it only midnight, right? They go upstairs. Mm-hmm. St. Andrews Hall was like three or four stories. Mm-hmm. And I see him. I see the photographer. And I'm targeting him. I'm like, yo, this is who I am. My name is Chuddle. I give him my business card. I pull up my YouTube app. And I'm showing him my interview with Kendrick, Wiz, or whatever. Mm. My name's Shadow. I'm from the Come Up Show. I have an interview with the gang, bro. I need I need to get upstairs. Yeah. He's like, oh, really? Who are you? The Come Up Show. I'm like, here's my card. He's like, all right. He goes upstairs, like three floors, comes back down, and he's asking me more questions. I'm like, mm. yo, this is who I am. This is what I do. Trust me, I have an interview. He's like, all right. Goes upstairs, comes back down. And he's like, yo, come, come with me. And uh, we walk upstairs two, three floors, and we're just waiting outside of the dressing room with the big bodyguard. And uh, we're just waiting, waiting, waiting. I'm like, yo, my name's Chetto. I'm from the Come Up Show. By the way, remember, Live Nation said no, no interviews. To you, yeah. mm-hmm. I have, I've n- haven't put in a request anybody with the management. Mm-hmm. I'm just, this is how I did it in the beginning, especially. I just pretended, yeah, like I was official, <laughs> and people <laughs> so believed lit. it. Nice, right? So once we get in, uh, in the dressing room, there's just women everywhere. Uh, it's him and his squad, and uh, and I tell the game, yo, we're from Toronto. He's like, oh, yeah, th- that's that's cool. And I'm like, all right, let's do this interview. And I'm giving – this is just right after when uh, Kendrick was popping. Mm-hmm. And the game did uh, – Kendrick did a show, and the game came out, and Snoop came out, and they're like, we're giving him the keys. Keys. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They passed the torch. Like, they passed the torch. Mm-hmm. 
to 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 Kendrick. That was an emotional moment. Yeah. yeah. And I'm asking him the best questions. I'm, I'm like, yo, how do you feel about Kendrick? Da, 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 da. He's giving me one word answer. He's like, mm. nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah. He did a song with Lou Breeze on that on that album that he had. I'm asking him about Drake, everything. He's like, nope. Yeah. And uh, I'm giving him everything, and he's not answering my questions. And if you watch this on YouTube. <laughs> I got to see this now. I'm, I'm staring at him. <laughs> Inside, inside my head, I'm like, I know what you're doing right now. I know you're trying to piss me off. I am not going to fucking get yeah. mad. Kill him with kindness. Right? Mm. And I'm looking at him, and he's looking at me. Like, l- literally, in this video, for like at least five seconds, they're staring at each other like, without <laughs> saying anything. <laughs> oh, and by the way, the game is 6'6". Six, six, yeah. Like, he's a big ass pounds. nigga, yeah. Like, this nigga's fucking huge. Yeah. Tattooed up, everything. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a fucking gangster. A real <laughs> bonafide gangster. He yeah. can fucking beat me up in two seconds if he wanted. But I was... Getting pissed off, but I'm like, I I didn't come all this way for this. He's like testing you. He literally, yeah. The, the, the stare and down maybe, is a test. Maybe because he's drunk as fuck. He's with women. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't want to be talking to another nigga. Half right a now. bottle of goose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you gotta think about how many interviews these guys do as well. It's like, especially for them when they do press runs and stuff. Yeah, like that. so many same, the same questions over and over. So it's like, not to say he was asking the same questions, but it's like. They're just tired of the questioning process in in total, like entirely. yeah. Well, that's that's a trend right now, right? Mm. And that's that's what I kind of like. Uh, don't uh, don't I hate when I see a horrible journalist with somebody like with generic they're interviewing, questions. They're interviewing Pharrell, and I'm like, fuck, man. If I was in your position, you're ruining it for other journalists. That's yeah. the reason why there's a trend now why the big stars are not doing interviews. Mm-hmm. It's repetitive. They can't trust them. They're going for clickbait. Their words. They're spinning the words. Yep. And why would you do it? Why would you do another interview if you are basically you're you're, you're being betrayed basically, mm-hmm. right? And that's what I I, I dislike about. While today. doing someone a favor too, exactly. Because realistically, these people don't have a platform if these artists don't come onto their show. A hundred percent. So, and that's the way the media game is nowadays, and that's it's the truth because people are going to click on clickbait or gossip. That's just a human. Everyone nature. wants a soundbite. Mm-hmm. People are going to click on it. We mm-hmm. can, you know, say, "Oh, it's bad," but people are going to click on it. So that's that's the bad rap that uh, you know some journalists are giving the people like me who are doing good work and I'm trying to get something of value. So. Uh, yeah, back to the story with the game. Uh, yeah, man. So I, uh, we're staring each other down. Yeah, <laughs> we're staring, staring, staring. Yeah, he's staring at me. I'm staring at him, and like he started to like open up a little bit near the end when I'm asking him about family, when I'm asking him about who died, Heavy D died around that time, and like all these questions. And, and so that was around this time then. To be funny enough, what if uh, oh, don't Heavy D's birthday was around this time. Never mind. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Damn, I thought it was synchronicity, guys. <laughs> False alarm. <laughs> well, what were you thinking? Because Heavy uh, D's yeah. birthday was recently, but I got it mixed up with the day he died. And I was uh, saying, that would have been crazy if we were interviewing like a week after. Me. Oh, whoa, that would have been, been nice. <laughs> Sorry, it's not his birthday. It was actually the day he died. <laughs> like, Don't listen to me. I'm here all week, folks. <laughs> I got t-shirts in the back. <laughs> Yeah, like that. I think that, that's yeah, that's basically the story because that was the one where like, yo, we came all this way, and uh, so we started opening up at near the end of the, the near interview. the end. It was like it was like it was an okay interview, but then you know, uh, at that time I was able to sell the drama of that mm. interview. Like before the interview came out, a screenshot of me the game like staring, staring down. Like yo, I'm subscribing <laughs> for this. You know? you know what I mean? Like you gotta sell the drama. Their drama if it's automatic. Hey, like I gotta use that that's to like it. you know what I mean. To, uh, to do that so that's one of the interviews that 
uh, and after that, yo, this is like, cause okay, I did the interview. We're happy. It's only like twelve thirty or something like that. The night is still young, and we were looking for weed. And uh, this, we're still in the venue. And I, the only reason I'm telling the story is because we, weed is so weird in the United States, right? <laughs> yeah, it's almost like uh, no one has that shit. Nobody yeah. wants to say they have right? that shit. Yeah, <laughs> and, and we're looking for it because we're excited before we cross the border, we go, before we go back to Canada. And the only reason I'm telling this story because this guy was treating weed like it was something else. So I found somebody <laughs> in the venue. <laughs> And he was, I think he wanted, he wanted like $20 for a gram or some shit like that. Yeah. Thought he charged you some white boy prices. Right? I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, 20 bucks? I'm like, yo, Canada, we had this for 10. And then he, it's, the venue's dark. There's like red light. And he holds up the dime bag on a light. He's like, you know, he flicks it. He's like, you know what this is? <laughs> He's like, this is power. What? Especially now at one in the morning. This is power. Oh, okay. I what? see what he's saying. Right? I see what he's saying. This keeps going up after every hour. He's a this salesman. Power. Yeah. That's I it. Mean, what do you say? He should sell cars, bro. He gets sick. <laughs> you know like, what this is? Anybody ever teach you about cocaine? He's <laughs> like flicking it. And he got me. The light in the venue. It's like we're watching Pulp Fiction or some shit like oh, that. You know what this is, nigga? <laughs> I was like, this yo, you got to the light. This shit called death, nigga. <laughs> Whoa. This oh is my power. God. This is power. That's man. amazing. Yeah, man. That's dope, man. So yeah. like persistency. You got it. You got to be persistent cuz if yeah. you had just been complacent and been like, oh, "Okay, we'll just enjoy the show and drive all the way back to Toronto." Yeah. You wouldn't have gotten that moment. I'm pretty sure that was like a big big moment for you. Did you yeah. realize anything in that moment about yourself? Uh yeah, like, uh, it, it just reaffirmed that I don't take no for an answer when I believe mm -hmm. in it, right? I've waited, like, I have another story. I don't know if you have time to Skepta, Skepta how I got the Skepta interview last year mm. when Skepta came down for Canadian Music Week, right? And I requested interviews with a publicist of CMW. Like, he's not doing any interviews. And um, so, but I knew he was doing a meet and greet the next day at Play the Record. Mm. So I call up, play the record, and I'm like, yo, guys. And I knew the guy. I'm like, yo, can I? Can you hook up an interview? He's like, just come through. Like, you don't, you never know what happens, yeah. right? So I waited like three to four hours for Skepta to show up to this meet and greet on a Saturday afternoon. And um, it was a nice day. I remember yeah. that day. You do? <laughs> yeah, I do remember yeah, that day. Yeah, it was a nice day. Yeah, it was a nice day. And um, and basically, so because before this, I inter I requested an interview, and this is like how I find contact sometimes. Like, I found an email for his, like, videographer, his manager, his tour manager. The finesse. I hit up everybody. The finesse. Not, not <laughs> one word back, right? I even commented on the public, uh, the tour manager's IG, like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? To get this interview. So once his crew first rolls in, one of his guys rolls in, I'm like, yo, my name's Chetto. I'm just, you know, building up rapport. I'm like, I would like to do an interview with Skepta. He's like, he doesn't do interviews, fam. Like, no interviews. I'm like, why? Because he's like, it's just not, it's not what we do. You know what I mean? Hmm. And um, I'm like, all, all right, okay. And then, uh, and then, so Skepta rolls through this, the whole squad, and Trey Mission was with them. Mm, you know, because Trey Mission is not. Where is that guy? Trey Mission? He's in the UK now? He's, yeah, he he's lives back and, back and forth. He, yeah, like, yeah. he lives over there as well, yeah. but he's here too. Yeah, so Trey Mission was hanging out with them, and uh, and so Skepta is doing the meet and greet, taking pictures and all that. And then, uh, so since I saw Trey, I'm like, yo, dapping him up, saying what's up. I'm like hanging out with him and his crew. It's so dope that they still chill together, cause like they yeah. did shit so long ago. Yeah, like I remember On him the... in Piccadilly Square with J JME and Shorty just like freestyling, and that mm. was 
so long ago. On Trey Mission's album, I, I don't know how many years, three to four years ago, mm. where the, the his face on the cover, I forgot. With the FDB. Uh, yeah. Stigmata. Stigmata. Yeah, yeah. Skepta is on that track, okay, uh, on, the, on that album as well, dope. too. So I'm hanging out with the their crew, and, and I'm like to Trey, yo, can you hook me up with an interview with Skepta? He's like, man, I don't know. He doesn't do interviews. He, and he introduced me to Skepta's DJ, uh, Maximum. B Maximus. Yeah. Maximus. Yeah. Yeah. Maximus. Maximus or Maximum, one of the two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I asked, I'm like, yo, I introduced myself. I'm like, can I do an interview? He's like, oh, man, I don't think he'll do interviews. Like, ask the tour manager. Ask this other guy. Ask this other guy, <laughs> not a tour manager. And I'm like, to the guy, I'm like, yo, can I do an interview? He's like, he's like I don't know, man. I don't think he'll, he'll want to do an interview. So after Skepta is done, the homie agree. He's sitting down on a, just on, 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 in a chair on the table, just relaxing, resting. And then he asked for the Wi-Fi password to play the record. And mm. I already had the Wi-Fi. So <laughs> I, I, I kneel down. No I kneel down. I kneel down. I'm like, you know, like, you know, like pretending like I'm going to like give him the Wi-Fi password, right? Uh before I give him the Wi-Fi password. So this last yeah. album. <laughs> <laughs> Shut <Yo>. up, my nigga. <laughs> so uh, the ultimate as, as I'm pulling up, I pull out the YouTube app. I'm like, Skepta, my name is Chetto. I do the Come Up show. And I have the YouTube app up. I'm like, this is who I've interviewed. Kendrick Lamar, T-Minus, Juicy J, Wiz. I'm showing them all these videos. And I'm like, all I want is five minutes of your time. Five minutes of your time. And he, he just he's just nodding. He's not saying nothing. And then the tour manager comes. He's like, what do you want? I'm like, oh, I want to do an interview with Skepta. He's trying to flex now. Like, yeah. you didn't talk to him already. You know yeah, what he yeah, wants. Yeah. I haven't talked to this. Uh, to the oh, it's a different yet. one. Okay, oh, okay, 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 okay. I haven't shit. talked to him yet. Uh, I'm like, I want an interview with Skepta. He's like, no interviews. No interviews. So aggressive. And then and then Skepta, like, stands up, takes, he taps the tour manager, and he takes him to the back, uh, play the record. Uh, we were already in the back, but he takes him out. There's a garage. Yeah. The back of uh a play the records connected to a garage. They go outside. And I'm just waiting, waiting, waiting. Skepta's back there like, this man did an uh, interview with Kendrick, bro. He's good, yeah, he's man. Like, what, he's, what are you he's, trying to he's, do? He's certified, fam. He's good, man. He's certy. Let's go. Yeah. Right? Uh, the t so the tour manager comes back. Skepta, I Skepta's not uh, nowhere to be seen. And he's like, He's like, you have five minutes, bro. Five minutes, no video, no video. Five minutes Why is this Skepta. guy so aggressive? <laughs> Yo. No video. I no yeah, video. Yeah. No <laughs> video, yeah. No video, yeah. yeah. You get me. You get me. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm, yes, I'm down. Yes, for sure. And he's all right. He opens. That's amazing. He opens the door to the garage and the garage there outside. And Skepta, Trey Mission are just rolling blunts, blunts, blunts. <laughs> like five guys are rolling blunts. And uh, they're just hanging out. And then I pull up my recorder and I asked Skepta like a bunch of really dope questions. a dope interview. And I was the only person in all of Canada. That's amazing. To get the Skepta interview and Jeez. I put it out and people were like, du -du -du -du. the public system seemed like, how do you do that? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> how do you worry. do that? That's amazing. You know what I mean? So that's what I believe. That's I believe. And the reason what my, my motivates me is like, if I know I can do a dope interview, if I know I can bring a value, if I know I can get, it's going to be an important conversation, I'm just driven, mm. right? And there's been plenty of times where I can get directly to the artist. If the artist says no, okay, that, that's I'm like, all right, I tried. Yeah, because I, no. I find with your <laughs> interviews, it's not like every other, like you almost take, it's kind of like a Zane Lowe approach. You you take like a, you look for the insight that you could find from them. It's like if you can draw some wisdom from them, I think that's, it feels like that's when you're happy with the interview because 
it's not like they they really tap into their feelings a lot of these artists when they talk to you sometimes mm. and reveal some things that they don't normally talk about on other shows and yeah. you kind of like open them up it's like a, I don't know how you finesse it but it's like a soft opening up I know you have some sort yeah. of formula and then in the middle it just starts getting to the meat of the conversation yeah. so you, like I kudos to you on that um, you do amazing work I appreciate it yeah Canada appreciates that's, it that's I, I it just comes from what am I interested in it's mm. all that's all Definitely. it is. The question that I'm asking is what am I truly interested in? If I was going to have a conversation with this person mm. without no mic, those are the type of questions I'm asking. And I, I really want to inspire people, right? Uh, you know, because a lot in rap or, you know, before, like so the flashiness, the bling bling or whatever, maybe not, that doesn't show you much as much vulnerability, honesty, what they're going through. Mm -hmm. And I want to like really motivate people. Humanize them too. And like, yeah, because a lot, a lot of times we do just look at them as these celebrities and these entities exactly. and not you know, as people. They yeah. pee, they take shits, they bleed just <laughs> like, like we so, do. like LeBron yeah. and the Cavs took the subway the other day and that's yeah. like that was like viral news. It's like niggas take the subway every, every day. Every day, B. <laughs> niggas take, niggas the, take subway the subway every, every day, day, B. Like it's, it's crazy. Yeah. You find a unique pressure to, uh, to listen to all music. Like, but at, well, in, in your respective fields, like, rap and r&b and stuff do you find a unique pressure on yourself to know more music than the average person uh yes or no yes and no because i get so much music our music submissions email we receive 100 emails every day Jeez. 100 emails yeah. i don't i don't even check it that much anymore wow. to be honest with you uh um if you so hear that, that artist <laughs> i know that uh well the reason why is because there's no barrier now mm, that's, that's, you can that's literally Record on your MacBook. Put it on SoundCloud. Put it on SoundCloud tomorrow. And says you the a song probably comes out every minute. Exactly. So there's some so, uh, there's some producers that'll sit down and literally go through every one of those emails. Like I I can't remember if it was Oliver or Boy, 40. one that's very nice is about that as well too. I yeah, think it might have yeah. been Oliver where he said I listen to every single email that like I get like if he that's how he finds a lot of these artists yeah but like how many people Oliver. have Oliver's email it's not just uh, easily accessible exactly <laughs> that's the thing that's, that's the thing, thing right? yeah like, so if he's getting a submission like yeah somebody somebody for that. gave him somebody's, <laughs> somebody's work for that e yeah e that email address so because I know there's gonna be there's an, basically an unlimited amount of music mm. I don't get overwhelmed because I just know I'm not, I can't possibly uh, get listen to everything yeah so what it is is word of mouth what are what's everybody talking about what's rising to the surface mm. what is important to, what's people what are people talking about and i pay attention i pay attention a lot to what's going on what's happening i'm on twitter soundcloud all that type of stuff and i go out as well too mm. and a lot of and people recognize me and um the personal approach is so important like yeah. if somebody shakes my hand and says what's up to me it's a great feeling like, it's it's no, I mean like in terms of like their their chances of me listening to the music after. Oh, okay, to okay, okay. Email. Mm, yeah. Just an email with yeah. no buddy compared mm. to Chetto, I met you at the show at my club. The Energies, other day, right? I can get a feeling from yeah. them and I can take it in. So, um, it's it's about like I don't get worried about if I'm missing out or whatever. If good music will there'll be word of mouth behind it. Yeah. Right? You'll continue to hear. Right? You yeah. can't miss Daniel Caesar's album because everybody's talking about Daniel Caesar's album. Mm -hmm. I get so shocked when someone tells you they haven't heard about. It. Yeah. Like, what? yeah. Someone wrote on Twitter they're like, I just started listening to Daniel Caesar. I'm like, bro, what? Eve just got named the fifth host of this show, Who? this talk show. Eve. Yes, Eve, the rapper, is on one of those like shows, like The View, kind of. It's a, it's one of those type of shows. 
And I'm looking underneath and people saying, who's Eve? Who's she? And I'm like, <gasps> like, 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 it's crazy to me, but we always, we're all in our own bubble. So we don't think well, like, yo, we think the, everyone's a part of that bubble. I'm for starting some to feel reason. old now because the artists I'm interviewing like recently are born in 1998. Yep. 1996, 2000. 2000. <laughs> 2000. Yeah. Like 2000. Lil Pump, yeah. Lil Pump is 2000. Baby. Like, and, and then you're like, oh, you're fuck. a millennium. You, you're a Gucci J-Lo gang, baby. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, yeah. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Yo, apparently he says that 53 times on the song. Someone counted. And the song is only two minutes long. And it takes at least a second to say Gucci gang. I was dying. Who that was did the stat. breakdown of the infographic? But it came out when some when they posted it on, I think, Billboard or some shit like that. Saying it was like going up the charts. Someone, Some someone jackass like, what is this made song? an infograph. Just, yeah. it's probably they genius. They did the same thing with Baby, though, with Ashanti. Oh baby, but we all know that we all know the history of that song. Dog, she said baby so many times on that song, so it's like I get it. Remember how she turned that in for some songwriting contest? Yeah, that specific song, she wrote it for some songwriting contest, turned it in, and And she she won that contest. And that same song she had in recording, it's like before she was famous. I'm pretty sure. No, but yeah, yeah, before she was famous, she won a contest for that song that she later recorded. That was a huge wow. Baby, baby, you know. baby, baby, baby. Read about baby. it. <laughs> um, I want to know, like, just because I we like giving the the listeners, like, when we talk to entrepreneurs, we like hearing, like, the bad sides and the good sides of the come up. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Um, so it's like, what L did you learn from the, the most? What is something that happened where it was, like, a big L – you took a loss or like you missed out on an interview or something happened where it was like, yo, I, I got to switch up my game or switch up something in order to get better at this. Because I feel that like there's a lot of times we talk about the good parts of, you know, like what we're doing. And a lot of times we don't focus on the L's that we take. Like I took an L in my YouTube because I stopped freaking posting videos and consistency is like huge on there. So I was like, okay, I got to buckle down and produce more videos, produce more content. So what, what would you say is something that you learned from the most in your situation? That I learned from, from the most, uh, I guess, I don't know. There's a bunch of things, different things that see, well, you know, as I said, I don't take no for an answer. Mm. <laughs> that could also backfire. <laughs> <laughs> this guy got sued. Uh, no, I didn't get sued. I don't know. I'll, I'll share the story. I don't know if, if this answers your question. Mm. Uh, there was It was a big Sean show. and um, Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, try, I was uh, trying to do an interview with Big Sean. And I knew the tour manager of that show because I interviewed, like, uh, Wale and J. Cole years before that. Mm-hmm. And they told us that we shouldn't record video of the concert, mm. right? Because we were in the media. We were like, my video guy was the only person in the media pit. And uh, we he recorded a video. <laughs> so we recorded the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he recorded the video because he wanted to use it in. And I didn't know his he, reel or whatever. Yeah, in in the in in the in the video in the in the interview because yeah. interviews are all edited that way, right? And. Uh, Big Sean's like guy, digital guy or whatever. His name is Zeno. Uh, he he saw that. He saw that we were recording video, and oh, then after man. the performance, he called uh, when we went backstage to try to, to try to do the interview. He told the tour manager, and he's like, "Yo, you guys recorded video, and you were told not to record video." 
you can't do the interview with Big Sean anymore. Mm. And uh, sometimes, because, like, I don't know, man. Uh, I kind of hate rules sometimes, but sometimes you have to respect them. Yeah. Like, because mm. I feel like, yo, trust me, it'll be good, man. If yeah, I do this yeah. video, this yeah. will look better. Why are you not letting me record yep. this thing? Like, it's for the good. Why? Aren't, like, yeah. these rules don't make sense. You know mm. what I mean? I could be selfish sometimes. Yeah. Right? Because I think I. I think my way is better mm-hmm. or whatever. And uh, uh, you got to listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because the word get working travel really fast. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, if you're not listening or miss out on other opportunities. Yeah. Cause that tour manager does tour managing for a million other artists. Oh, right. Ah, damn. So he, no, he was nice about it. Okay. But that was an L that was a big L. Cause mm-hmm. we're like our faces after are like, Oh fuck man. Yeah. Like Big Sean just like right in front of us. He's like, "What's up, boy?" Like you don't even just boy, boy, I'm ready. <laughs> so uh, the L is like, uh, you know, you, you're basically your ambition can sometimes uh, turn into selfishness. It can, over, it can cloud your judgment for it can sure. Cloud yeah. your judgment because you're just hungry. You're just trying to make it happen. And even though you think it's for a good reason or good attention, you just gotta respect. People's mm-hmm. rules and how they operate. Don't over hustle, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that can yeah that it can, can go, go wrong. Against, yeah, yeah. It can go wrong. It can yeah, go wrong. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And when you do something wrong, people remember that a million times over the million good things that you did. Yeah, right? definitely, definitely. Right? Yeah. So yeah. That's dope, man. I love your story. Um, the Come Up Show. Make sure you guys check out the podcast, uh, the the site as well. You guys can check out the site for tickets. Eighteen dollars for tickets for the show November. 30th uh, 10 year anniversary of the come up show tons of dope acts lineup is crazy Jason's gonna be there yeah Um, Carla we're gonna smoke it out Hustle Girls doing the music so the music's gonna be lit Hustle Girls playlists are fire like she's got some heat over there um She's legendary, man. Think about what Hustle Girls have Yo, accomplished. Yo, bro. Age 15, 16. She made Little Wayne's fan website. She is. Like, she helped Drizzy very early in his in She's career. another one where yeah. the hustle, like, the persistence, like, yeah. it's crazy. Because I remember watching an old OTA Live mm-hmm. radio show where they're talking to Drake about the beef back when he was beefing with Cardinal and, like, I guess one Aristo. other person. Aristo. That's who yeah. it was, yeah. Huh. It wasn't, I and, think it was Cardi. I, I think Car- I think that was when it was starting to. That's when it was starting with yeah. Cardi. Like they had like a little thing. It wasn't yeah. huge, yeah. but um, I remember Hustle Girl calling in. No, not calling in. She sent in a question for Drake mm. at the show for at the show. And then I the next time I heard about her, she was like the site. Was she doing the site? A fan page. She's, she was. She's doing his fan uh, fan, fan website. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. She's doing she was fan like the one who built and was like running his whole fan like his page, which was like number one. Fan yeah, which is like website. a huge yeah. hub for like all of his. She fans like saw go. his yeah. talent before anyone that like mm-hmm. I know, and yeah, she's just been grinding ever since her graphic design came a long way. She did like she was doing websites at one point. Mm-hmm. Now she's killing DJing. Like anything she touches turns to gold. Shout out to Hustle mm-hmm. Girl, man. That's why I'm I'm excited about this night because like the the people that we have involved, man. Like you know the the lineup: Hustle Girl, yourself, Marlon, Eleven Eleven, Adrian King, <laughs> Canada Road, Emmanuel. It's I think it's gonna be a good vibe. It's gonna That's be great vibe. energy and good. Uh, good type of energy. It's a celebration. No, no, no fuck boys allowed. None, none of that. Like, <laughs> it's no a celebration, pop- bitches. Celebration. Um, one thing we can't celebrate. I don't think, anyways, is 2017. I think this is like <laughs> we thought we 2016 was a can. bad year. 
Like, you think it was worse? I think oh, 2017, 2017 bro. Shits on we almost died from a natural life. disaster. The sexual predators sexual getting predators. outed like crazy. Another disaster. Mass shootings. Uh, what else you got? You got nuclear threats. You got Trump. Pikachu speaking English. Shit is just crazy. Yes, I'm not kidding. Huh? I saw a dog. There's a video on the internet. Of Pikachu talking? Of someone in the movie theater watching the new Pokemon movie, okay? It's near the end of the movie. Ash jumps in front of Pikachu's getting attacked by some Pokemon. Of course. And they're both hurt. And Ash is telling this nigga, get in the Pokeball. Pikachu's like, nah, fuck you. And but he didn't say that. But he's like, he didn't want to get in the Pokeball. And Ash is like, why don't you ever want to get in the Pokeball? And Pikachu turns to this nigga and says, Cause I never want to leave you. Everyone oh in the theater was my. like, oh, what the fuck? Oh like people are people are like, I'm God. so happy that people were physically and verbally angry. Cause that's how I would have been. <laughs> I, people are like, <laughs> he said something else, and a guy in the back's like, no! <laughs> like, what on, is life man. coming to when Pokemon are speaking Come English? On, man. This is, it goes against the rules. <laughs> That's crazy. 2017 is ruining everything. Bro, like, I, I hate this year. My this year God. has been a mess, bro. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Nothing makes sense anymore. Tyrese lied about Will Smith giving him $5 million. That Who guy, that? he... How did he choose Will Smith? First of all, he lied about getting the money. Then he promised the money to another kid to pay his school fees. This money yo, that he doesn't have. Yo, Tyrese is a special human being, bro. A special human being. That I is crazy know. to me. I don't know. That he's he's not a good... Do you have a good youth this week? A good youth? I have a good youth this week still. Because I think it's time. It's time for our good youth of the week. It's such a good youth. Our guest is a good youth. Yeah, good youth. We have two good youth. Two good youth. Hey, you already know the song. What? He's doing the song. I'm a listener of the podcast. I'm a fan. My good youth this week is a godly man. I just need to play this clip. I'm going to play it loud for you guys. I, they need to hear every word of this. It's about five minutes long, guys. Can you close the other door? Thank you, thank you. Profusely, like a ton, and there was an email sent out to students who went to this concert uh. saying you don't have a right to use this word, which I 100% agree with. Like I, as a white person, I don't have any right. I haven't until reparations are paid, until there's some sort of giving back. There's no right. But what do you say? I don't know what to do when I hear my friends using this word in a song. I don't know what to do when it's just, it's all the time. You <laughs> don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Um, my wife refers to me as honey. That's accepted and okay between us. If we were walking down the street together and a strange woman referred to me as honey, that wouldn't be acceptable. The understanding is I have some sort of relationship with my wife. Hopefully, I have no relationship with this strange woman. <clears throat> when I was young and I used to go see my family uh, in, in, in Philadelphia, where my dad was from, they would all call him Billy. His name is William Paul Coates. Um, no one in Baltimore called him Billy. And had I referred to my father as Billy, that probably would have been a problem. That's because the relationship between myself and my dad is like the perfect not the explanation. Same as the relationship like, between my dad and his mother. I shared this on my Facebook. I've never seen it done so well. Um, 
It's the same thing with words within the African-American community or within any community. Uh, my wife, with her girlfriends, will use the word bitch. I do not join in. I don't, you know, say, hey, I want to... <laughs> I don't do that. But like, it just, it's logic. It's common and sense. more importantly, I don't have a desire to do it. You, you understand? You know, um, a while ago, Dan Savage was going to have this uh, show that he was going to call Hey Faggot. I'm not going to yell faggot at Dan Savage. I'm just not, that's not my relationship with the LGBT community. And, and I understand that. And I'm okay with that. I don't have a desire to, you know, uh, yell out the word, you know, faggot. I just don't have that. Um, the question one must ask, if, if that's accepted and normal for groups of people, we understand that, you know, it's normal, actually, for groups to use words that are derogatory in an ironic fashion. Why is there so much hand-wringing when black people do it? Um, black yes. people are basically, you know, however you feel about it, they're not outside of the normal rules and laws for humanity. I had a, you know, a good friend who used to have this um, cabin in upstate New York, which he referred to as the white trash cabin. He was white. I would never refer to that cabin. I would never tell him I'm coming to your white trash cabin. I just wouldn't do that. I, and and I, you know what I mean? I think you understand why I wouldn't do it. The question one must ask is why so many white people have difficulty extending things that are basic laws, you know, of how human beings interact to black people. And I think I know why. He couldn't um, even say without laughing. When you're white in this country, you're taught that everything belongs to you. You think you have the right to everything. Well. You have the right to go with you. I mean, you're conditioned this way. It's not, you know, because you, you know, your hair is a texture or your skin is light. It's the fact that the laws and the culture tell you this. You have the right to go where you want to go, do what you want to do, be however. And people just got to accommodate themselves to you. Right. So here comes this word that, you know, you feel like you invented. <laughs> and that's why they'll tell you how to use the word that you invented. <laughs> you know, well, why can't I use it? Everyone else gets to use it. You know what? That's racism that I don't get to use it. You know, that's racist against me. You know, I have to inconvenience myself and, and hear this song and I can't sing along? How come I can't sing along? You know what I mean? And I think, you know, uh, uh, for white people, I think the experience of being a hip-hop fan and not being able to use the word nigga is actually very, very insightful. It will give you just a little peek into the world of what it means to be black. Because to be black is to walk through the world and watch people doing things that you cannot do, that you can't join in and do, you know? And so I think there's actually a lot to be learned from our friends. I thought that was amazing. I, I thought that was great. I'm going to give him another clap because I just feel like... What he else? That. What argument can you bring to you what he just said? Cannot top that. <laughs> like you if can't. that, it's insane. This video will be played every time. Bro, I said this is a moment in time. Like this should be revered for centuries. Like that is the. I'm gonna use that. If a white person ever asks me, I'm gonna say. I'm that not even gonna argue. Beta. I'm gonna be like. <laughs> like there's a video I need you to watch. I'm gonna send you this link. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I don't know. Before this, there wasn't like like a like you couldn't explain it as articulately as this. Why? He right? gave the, the, no, you can't. The the, the, the uh, comparisons that he used were just so perfect. Yeah. Where it's like it's not, it doesn't come down to a race thing. 
at all. It just comes no. down to logic and common sense. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to call my wife a bitch. A bitch. Like, just because she's calling her girls a bitch. Like, it's just common sense. You know what I mean? And basic laws of conversation between anybody. So I just thought that was amazing. Um, shout out to him. He's, yeah, that's just a great. Tanahasi Coates. Tanahasi Coates. I wrote. Black Panther comic recently. He has a bunch He's of, also he has a, a huge bunch writer. Of, uh, way before, like yeah, World in Me. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't want to misquote, but a year to two years ago, it was one of the few tweets that Jay Z did. You know how Jay Z oh, tweets wow. out yeah. twice a year. It's like, guys, check this book out. Wow. I think it's called The World in Me by Tana. Immediately Holmes. bestseller. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, Jay Z got the Oprah effect. Right, he does Talk about really. A book and that shit's out of here. Shout out to Tanahasi Coates doing uh doing good work, good work good work that black work uh, uh you got do? yeah i got a trick a quick one uh trip a trick one, a trick one. <laughs> i got a trick one <laughs> a quick uh good you trip advisor um trip advisor is the good you the yeah okay trip okay advisor is a good you of the week i thought it was gonna be an employee <laughs> <laughs> nah <laughs> there's this nigga a trip advisor you you'd think that um all people would do this but trip advisor is now flagging hotels where reviewers reported assault so when what? you're when you're going to look for a hotel now, oh, if your hotel has been recorded as having an assault, oh, it will show up on TripAdvisor. Wow. That's so that so means smart. what that means is now hotels have to now take that issue even more seriously Serious. than they do, or probably some of them don't take it serious at all. Mm. So now they have to really address that issue in their hotel. So I think uh, shout out to TripAdvisor for wow. that. Wow. Yeah, that's big. Shout out to TripAdvisor. Yo, a travel trip because if you're gonna travel, if you're gonna go anywhere. Go to the trip advisor and Best. like view the top activities. Cause uh, I went to Putacana two, three years ago. I was only there for four days. And uh, it tells you everything, the best restaurants, the yeah. best activities. But I did an excursion where we had a Jeep Wrangler. We drove it around. I went through a cigar factory. Plant. I did like a million things in one day in eight hours. And I got the best of Putacana. I was like, yo, this is what I'm doing from now on when trip I go advisor. on a trip. Wow. trip you know, finding out or whatever, just this is the best thing. Yeah. Do it. It's like an aggregate too. It like collects all the information on the internet about yeah. this place, and that's and how it's able it. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how it's able to wow, give. Wow, this you. is an extra gravy exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. Did you hear that Get Out is being considered a comedy in the Golden Globes? It is a comedy. Is it? Yeah. It's 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 a mix of a lot of different genres, which what makes it so unique because they found a way to make it satirical while still having some hints of horror and sci-fi. Like, there's so much different things. But why in the comedy section? Because we're black. Why not thriller? <laughs> okay, that's what I was getting at. So do you think that they're kind of sliding it by throwing it in there? They or is can't. it whatever? I don't think they can. It's going to win regardless. I think award shows are losing their credibility entirely. Oh, so fully. it's like, it's, it, they're becoming less and less of a place to look for uh, the accolades to be shown yeah. to people you you really respect and th feel deserve it. Well, the masses, I feel. Yeah. Because there's a lot of times where um, I, I'm hearing of instances of uh, artists paying for awards. Interesting. So if you could pay for an award. Who's paid for an award out here? Apparently labels are dishing out money for certain artists I to win it. awards. So it's like, I believe it. how do you find anything credible anymore? Taylor Swift won an award the year Michael Jackson should have won that fucking Like the award. machine behind music is... Very, very interesting. <laughs> it's a very, very interesting thing. Um, yeah, especially with the whole label things. Like, I, we mentioned the DJ Booth um, yep. interview with uh, 
Brent Fayaz's manager. Yeah. And his dealings with the labels and just you seeing that independence just looks like the way to go for I'm not gonna say all artists because there are some that it's kinda like when uh a player has to decide if he wants to stay in college an extra year. Or just, I need my a one and done money right now. Yeah, I'm going to the NBA. You know what I mean? It's like certain artists you need you need to do that 360 deal in order to get something. You know, get to do to feet, do it one two some shit. And 360 can work for some people. Like it has a bad name, but seeing I saw Lior Lior Cohen, I think that's yeah, his name. That's yeah, I seen an interview with him recently. Shout out to the Blueprint on Complex Hustle. If you guys haven't checked, yeah, out Blueprint's Blueprint, great. Blueprint is amazing. So many gems. And I, they're picking such the right people. The best. Well, except for, uh, I didn't like the Kith interview. I didn't fi find the relevance in that. No? But he's the huge. Chance, the rapper's manager, that interview was amazing. Lear Corin, he, he bro basically broke down what exactly the 360 deal is. Yeah. And how it can work for certain people. So, it's not to say that it won't work for people. It's just... We ain't giving out no 360 deals, though. <laughs> you got to know what's right for you. Um, a label is a bank, right? Like, mm. so if you say and take it in an entrepreneurial way, like if you want to start a business tomorrow, yeah, you could bootstrap it and do it yourself and save your money and, 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 and make that business yourself. Or, or you can go to the bank and put together a business plan and say, hey, this I look is at what them I more want. like the mafia. But this is the, this is like, the difference. Yo, here's, I'm going oh, to give you this. I'm going to give you this. But I want a piece of everything. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, because they're getting a piece of merch, they're getting a piece of touring, they're getting a piece of streaming like they're getting a piece of everything but this is the thing that brent phase's manager was talking about he said when you borrow from a bank or mortgage or whatever you oh, pay off yeah. the mortgage right big, big you pay off the mortgage and the house is yours you, do, you own the house now <laughs> with a label you pay, you pay back house. all your fucking that uh that advance they gave you yeah. and they still They'll own your own fucking you. masters yeah. So what is that about? That's why you said that's crazy. That was the biggest part of that yeah. interview to me because I was like, that part stuck, and I was like, that doesn't make mad. any sense. <laughs> well, and when we look at what say what Daniel Caesar's doing, right? Mm. Without like because now the like Daniel Caesar like Apple Music was pushing them, and pushing Spotify was pushing them as well. Apple Heavy. Music. He was one of their so, he was their, one of their first up next artists of anything like exactly. that before they started. He saw billboards. He saw like you know how much thousands of dollars He's that on is. James Corden everywhere. Yep. Right. So yeah. So why did you need a label if Apple Music is pushing you? They're the streaming probably services they're are probably paying him yep. to push them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's like the, that's crazy. That's the jig because yeah. like if you can get all that traffic to you, why why not? Yeah. Especially if he's associated with you, who's gonna go to Spotify to listen to Daniel? Come Caesar? perform for our <laughs> artist of the week. Like yeah. they're asking him at this point, yeah. which is why he started his own label. He doesn't need a fucking label. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So if you can, especially in Canada, if you are, you can get the grants. You got the the music. You have the team. Just stay. Patient. Leverage the labels for yeah. um, distribution yep. rather exactly. than yeah. signing away your masters. You have to have trust and faith in not only the process but your product as well. Because it's like, if if your next shit's a dud, and you held out to be like to just leverage some more money after yeah. that one. Then you're shit out of luck, you know. What you know? I mean? That's when yeah, they start going. Yeah, maybe we don't wanna. You know what exactly. I mean? So you hear horror stories of artists like running through their advance. Bro, Will Smith was bankrupt, bro. Nick Cannon, Will Smith, one of the greatest rappers of all time. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> you laugh. I'm serious, hey, man. I bought that CD. Listen, a lot of people bought that CD because which no one? Swearing. 
Bro, uh, yo, I had name an artist I had, that can't swear yeah. and still go number one. I had Willennium and I had Big Willie stuff. Name an artist that that doesn't swear and still goes number one so many times. Who doesn't First swear? First rap Grammy I... of all time. Oh, no one. First uh, rap Grammy of all time. Who doesn't he swear? He petitioned for the. You know what he did for the for the culture? He petitioned. Full Force doesn't swear, but they're R and B. Yeah, I don't know. Will Smith, bro. He made a trash movie, but the song was better than the movie, and he sold more Facts. music. He made another movie, and the song was still better than the movie. Facts, again. Men in Black. Like, <laughs> the nigga can't lose. That's I heard the crazy. story about how they made that song. I think Cool and Dre did the beat. And, like, they're saying that he walked in. They're like, we don't even know what this nigga was talking about. <laughs> like, and then I remember the song. Like, what is he? If and they don't know the context of the song, like, imagine them hearing exactly. it. It's a good guy's dress to black. black. Remember that. <laughs> they're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is this nigga talking about? Pulp Fiction? Yeah, like, what? <laughs> just in case he made face-to-face and make contact. And I will say, it, yo. I said this on Twitter the other day. People were like, oh, guess. Fresh Prince theme song is the most known rap song in the history of the world. Might be. Probably is. People who can't speak English know the Fresh Prince song. Like, I mean, I, there's I mean, there's the Sugar Hill Gang song, but I mean, do you think... I think the Fresh think Prince Fresh, song is It's passed. either Fresh Prince or Juicy, to me. Mm. I think Juicy is like one of the most known well, rap songs when you ever. When the intro of a TV show that... You know, was legendary, yeah, syndicated, yeah, syndicated, is worldwide still, still, still is. Bro, I'm watching that shit on Netflix. Netflix. Yo, I'm watching for shit. Netflix to sign some artists because just now <laughs> Netflix can Netflix Netflix live gold. Netflix concert series. Netflix, yeah, they they Original need to start production. they need to start signing some artists because they're they're starting to tap it. They're becoming the Walmart of media. Like they're starting to tap into other. I'm, I'm hearing they're putting so much money into other uh, hmm. ventures that aren't related to the streaming platform so it's like what the fuck are they up to like speaking about streaming platforms did you hear about yeezy purchasing mm, yeezy, yeezy uh, sound sound I d- what do I you think what do you think for that. the for the purposes of uh, someone looked up the copyright oh what was it and it, they, it said for the purposes of streaming um artists something uh, there's a bunch of different uh you think he's gonna do a streaming service or an app he's ambitious It'd be really rude if he did a streaming service wasn't he just right broke now. Cause title is he, didn't he co-sign title to the yeah. fullest? Yep. He was one of the announcer, the artists. But the after movie. that rap radar Jay Z interview came out, I don't know. Mm. I don't know, man. Like uh, Kanye West is capable of everything, and you can't tell him he can't do nothing. But I don't think it's a good idea if he does another streaming service because the competition is way too fierce. People are locked into their Apple Music and their Spotify's, and you have to get. But he early. is that you type have to of get guy. In there early for one of those because he's the type of guy to get people to stop cancel. Yeah. Their app- the only no, way another yeah. streaming service is going to win is if they're fucking paying people to listen to music. Because I don't see how yeah, you're going to beat Apple model, Music or Spotify right now. Right? Get paid yeah. to discover music. Like, no, somehow. Like, that's the only way. No, never. It's not a good no, business model at all. Especially if you have an iPhone, you're not, I don't think you're going to leave Apple Music. It just works way too intu- intuitively with your iPhone. And uh, I have yeah. Spotify on my phone. I'm and, like, uh, I'm not buying a Spotify yeah, membership. Spotify. I have Apple Music. I remember being and visiting my cousin's six seven years ago in sweden and they had spotify then mm-hmm. and yep. i remember it being fast as fucking like what is this it was like so fast yep and i didn't like i was like oh okay cool i didn't really think about it and so spotify has been around forever spotify and pandora i've pandora's I've been around from so time so long yeah, so so i i don't know about competing with those two companies if you're doing if you're trying to do the exact same thing that they are 
it's not enough. A lot of those companies See, stole yeah. some ideas from yeah. Pandora. Though. I'm it's true. Real. Pandora, Pandora had it locked. Pandora, Pandora was the first that playlist site to have those playlists that yep. were like the mood playlist. The mood one was like exercising. Yeah, they, they should have. Like, they should have. They should have sat on that, Because yo, they did have that from Jump. From Pandora jump. was lit because I remember the first time I ever saw it. I was in LA and I'm like, it was like four or five years ago, and I'm like. What is this? this is amazing? Yeah. I'm like, why can't we have this in Canada? This is so not fair. Like, I I, I couldn't believe they had a laundry playlist. Like that yeah. blew my mind at the time. Wow. And now I'm just like, okay, laundry, I, I can make that myself. Like it's whatever. Mm. But they had that back then, and a lot of these streaming services were not like they'd have R&B playlists, new hits, like generic stuff, but not like yo, you're exercising, you're sweeping. Like yeah. they have music for everything now. Um, I think I think it might just be an app. Like Kanye is ambitious ambitious enough to do some dumb shit, like try and start a streaming service. He'd make it different in some way, but I don't. So, I but just I don't think know it's how. just gonna be an app. Does he have a, an official app? I don't. Think a, so. a, a Kanye app. Kanye it's, it's with an app to get people sounds, to download an app or, and use. That an sounds app like not Kanye as well too. What the hell is he gonna do with this? Easy. I guess we'll wait and see. Yeah, we'll wait and see. Well, uh, I think that's the one important thing that artists need to do nowadays as um, you need to start owning your shit, uh, your shit but the relationship with your fans, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I actually wrote an ebook earlier this year that I had to put out because I, fe- I saw a lot of artists doing things the wrong way mm-hmm. about how to like say the approach programmers or whatever, but a part of it was also social media, right? So if you have a Facebook fan page, you realize that your organic reach has went down dramatically. Yep. Do you have a Facebook fan page? Yeah. Yeah. So when you post something, barely anybody. Yeah. Because they change the rules. Exactly. The algorithm is all. Yeah. The algorithm changed. And Facebook has said, and this is on our help section, expect the reach, organic reach, to be zero percent. You're gonna treat that to treat your Facebook fan page as a paid marketing channel. Yeah. Only right? the only way you're gonna really gonna get reaches through paid advertising. Paid advertising. Yeah. So if I knew that, because yo, I was on Facebook since two thousand six, two thousand seven. I cause, and when I was a Western student and you had to have be a student to get a Facebook. Uh, to get a, a Facebook. I was on Facebook since then. So I've I've seen the like when you could send I had a face the come up show Facebook group, right? And when I was live on a radio show, I can click one button called message all members. Wow. And I say I'm live. Yep, and I remember that. And it would go directly yeah. to their inbox. Yep. And they would click the link and everybody would Everyone tune in. See. It was amazing. So great. It was who, so was the, great. who was the first person to tell you about Facebook real quick? My older brother. The first person is when I walked into my class. Her name's Mary Beth. And wow, <laughs> and Mary London, Beth. Ontario, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to Mary Shout Beth. Shout out to London, Ontario, Mary Beth <laughs> on the internet early. <laughs> and I remember this because I brought my laptop, and she was like, "Have you heard of Facebook?" I was like, "No." She's like, I- "I'm gonna sign you up." And I-, I remember saying this. I was like, "If it's like MSN Messenger, I don't want it because I'm too distracted by MSN Messenger." I remember saying that. She's like, "I don't care." So she took my laptop and like. Created a profile, used a picture that I had of myself on my laptop, and created my Facebook profile for wow. me. She did that for me, and then I was like, oh, I was on Facebook, right? I so, had to lie and say I went to a college. Like that's how early I did it. Yeah, First person? Were, oh, you, that was you had early. To get it through an email, yeah. And like it had. To, or you had to get to, invited or some you'd shit. Be invited, and you had to say you were in a college or whatever. First person that told me was my friend Keenan. Uh, she randomly messaged me on MSN. She's like, have you heard of Facebook? I was like, what the fuck is Facebook? I was like, there's nothing beating T.Wire. Yeah. What are you guys on? Like, what? <laughs> T.Wire is lit right now. T.Wire was the fucking pinnacle of the internet. Like, the, you guys can't top this. The se- uh, Let's bang for them? No, uh, wait. <laughs> the let's bang for them. Legendary. Let me tell you. 
legendary. <laughs> a lot of people who are out in these streets being super social justice warriors were in there being real problematic back in 06 and 05. I, I wonder if those you. pages are still live. Oh, no, they're not. TLY is like a dating site now. Mm. It's weird. It's super weird. Well, it was always a dating site, let's be real. Right. Uh, but, yeah, Facebook, uh, I don't know. I never, like, try to get the exactly. likes Exactly. So, so the point that I was making was, and I uh, I don't know if you guys pay attention to Ryan Leslie at all. Mm. Yeah. Uh, where this guy is a genius, right? Yeah. He literally went to Harvard at age 16 or some shit like that. And uh, what he what he's doing he he's doing a thing that's kind of dramatic like he literally moved his he took his music off iTunes like off all the streaming software uh, uh, places because basically his his premise his thing was like when somebody buys my music on iTunes I don't know who they are it's getting cut right. Like he doesn't know where his fans are. Because he's losing the he experience or the. When is Apple no, 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 Music no. gonna roll out like, some analytics? Like if you they don't are, have analytics. Like they, you don't know, right? Yeah. You don't know. So he was like, he built an app. It's actually uh, it's it's called uh, Superphone, and it's it's getting it's getting momentum because it's in beta right now, and he's got investment for venture. Superphone. Superphone. So basically, this is what he does. Um, he knows where his fans are in the world. Right, so when he wakes up, they'll say, "Good morning, Ryan. It's uh, it's it's Marlon's birthday, and he lives in Toronto. Send him a happy birthday Holy shout out." Holy shit! And he'd be like, "Yo, Marlon, what's good? It's your day. Happy birthday." That's and, so lit. Right, and and wow, he could basically it's geotagged. He when he's going to a city of uh, uh, two three years ago when I was working with Manifesto, he was doing sound check at Young and Death Square at ten a.m. Mm-hmm. He sent a message, like one message. And it would go to automatically to all the fans in Toronto saying, I'm doing sound check at Jeez. 10 a.m. And there was 10, 15 people there, right, that came out. And like They checked them out and they saw the sound check and they got to meet him, right? That's so, so basically, crazy. He's owning the relationship. And, yeah. they, and through this app, you could, uh, and he's uh, starting to open it up to social media personalities and uh, other people. Wow. Whatever. Basically, Basically, you basically yeah. are owning the relationship. I'm on the website yeah, there's here. There's no middleman yeah. anymore. Like he's taking away the middleman. Wiz like, Khalifa's using the app now. Yeah. Going to you. That's so crazy. Exactly. So the analytics, the the, the, the what you can uh, uh, sell stuff. You know where they're at. You could text them, right? And like that's so smart, right? man. So, uh, but do you know what that why, does? Huh? That means no one's taking any percentage of the money that's coming in when he's using this app. Exactly. He's fully removed the middleman on some drug dealer exactly. shit. But most straight to the source. More, most importantly, you don't own your social media profile. Mm. You mm-hmm. spend all this time building it to whatever it's at, and you can see what's already happening with Instagram. I'm seeing posts from three days ago on my Instagram right now. Yeah, it's Have you guys really seen that? slow. The algorithm is, it's can you bring weird. back the chronological Especially order, please? if you just please. follow someone, if yeah. they haven't posted in six days, yeah. the first thing you open up is their six-day-to-go post. Exactly. Yeah. I was on the radio yesterday. I posted it last night. People are liking it right now, and they're like finding out about it. Right now, when I was on last night at 9 p.m. Yeah, I'm gonna start. Po- I'm gonna start posting pictures with. Uh, turn on my notifications. Like it's like that's what you gotta do now in right? order to get so people's attention. If, if on Facebook, if it's like say less than a few percent organic reach, is gonna be zero. Twitter, same thing. Instagram, it's starting to happen, and you've spent all this time growing it. Then what's the future? Like what 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 are you doing? You're basically renting. You're renting yep. space, and you don't own any of that. But you're spending your time, your energy, your money on growing it. So that's why Ryan is the built that thing and I'm talking about yes use social media because everybody's waking up to their social media but how can you siphon some of those followers and take them to a relationship where you can own them that's so, so smart if, man if Superphone it's on beta right now um, you know you can look, look that up but another simple thing is 
What about WhatsApp groups? If you're an artist, can you have a WhatsApp group for your Montreal fans, your Toronto yep, fans, yep. your London fans? And when you go to London, when you go to Toronto, you go to Montreal, yo, say, yo what up, guys? A blast. I'm yeah. in the city. Yeah. Right? And you have, having that intimate relationship, your fans are going to fucking love you. Mm. Everybody loves to be a day one. Everybody likes to be on VIP exclusive. I have a direct co connection with yeah. them. And you can monetize that. Right? Mm. And it comes from, uh, the premise is uh, a, Mailing thousand, lists. a thousand true fans. Have you guys mm. heard of that? That's a website, yeah, right? Yeah, a thousand true fans. Is it, I, I've no, heard of a site a, where it's, it's like, it's, oh, it's if a, you have a thousand theory. real fans yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that are willing to spend money on you, then yeah. you're successful. Like, yeah. 1,000 real true fans, fans yeah. that are willing to spend money on you, then you're successful. So this guy named Kevin Kelly, he wrote this in the early 90s, mm. right? This art, this, you can see the article, Kevin Kelly, 1,000 true fans. And basically, what he said in the 90s is like, he's like, we're going to head in an age where the blockbuster is not the only thing where you don't have to mass market to everybody anymore, right? There's a Reddit group that's all about Pokemon or Dragon Ball Z yep. or about the gym or about whatever yep. super specific niche that it is and you can market to that, right? Mm. And the, 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 the premise of a thousand true fans is if you're an artist, whatever you are, and he def he defines a true fan as a person that spends approximately $100 a year on whatever you're offering. If you're an artist, maybe vinyl, merchandise, concerts, whatever. If you can build a thousand of those fans, that's a hundred grand, just right there. If you started today, <laughs> if you have zero fans right now and you started today, it would take you three years to get to that a thousand true fans, a yep. hundred grand a year, right? Yep. So now taking that philosophy, how can I have that intimate and that direct connection with my fans or whoever is, is fucking with me on whatever way, right? Yeah. So whether it be a Facebook Messenger group, that's a one-on-one -on -one or a group, or a private Facebook group, or a WhatsApp group, or an email newsletter, whatever it is, that's how I want people to think, and that's what I wrote in that ebook about, because I, I, I was on Facebook since 2006, 2007, so that Facebook fan page that has tens of thousands of people, I can't, nobody's seeing my shit anymore, mm. and I'm fucking pissed. Yeah. And you can't, you, the thing that sucks a lot about it as well, with your actual Facebook page, the way the algorithm is set up, you could, if you interact with a lot of people or interact with just a certain amount of people and say you're always engaging with their posts and like either they like back or they're on your page, once you start interacting, they start seeing you more on their home yeah, page. Yeah, you start showing up more you often. You start showing up more often on their page. But you can't access that through a like page so like or the fan page. You can't, as the fan page, surf through Facebook. You know what I mean? Like if you go back to Facebook homepage, you're now your, just your normal profile. So I think if they change that, the whole organic reach thing might go up just a little bit. But even then, you're still limited to 5,000 people. For some reason on Facebook, you can't get over 5,000 friends. On your personal profile. On your pro personal yeah. profile. That's so trash. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So And Instagram... With the chronological bullshit. Bring it back, please. <laughs> All we want is chronological order. That's it. Chronological order. I get it. I get why they made the algorithm that way well, from a business standpoint. Yeah, exactly. So that's what but, you need to think about. These are all businesses. When you the, the terms and the conditions you're signing that you don't read, these are businesses. They can do whatever they want. They, own, your, they own your shit. And, um, and you just got to, you know, if you're trying to build a business, if you're trying to fill, build a real following, you just got to say, okay, what's something else that I can own? What's something else that I can own that relationship that I can own that you know that I can get people to say hey because a person followed you or liked you that means they want to hear from you exactly, exactly. but they can because it's limited now we got a question here from Drew York 
says uh, <laughs> Chetto was the first person in Toronto to give me a shot early. Definitely wouldn't be in the spot I'm in without him. Big praise. Uh, I'd be really curious to know if someone gave him a look really early on or if it was just a hustle that inspired him to start creating opportunities for youth. I, I started the creating opportunities for myself because I was just frustrated with what was going on in London radio and like no hip hop. I love music and I'm like, how can I do something? I love things this? that are stem from frustration. Yep. Of the frustration no- especially frustration the of the thing, norm. Some of the greatest things. Yeah. Like you just it drives you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're either gonna get you know, those are the two things that can inspire somebody. You either are inspired or you get you hit low or you're just frustrated, like, I'ma change this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to get to that level. Like, oh, fuck this. I'm going to change it. Yeah. So I, I We're at created, that point yeah. a lot this huh? year. By the way, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this, this year, society in general is yeah. at that boiling point with a lot of things. Which That's is why true. we're seeing a lot of this the sexual predators being outed. And, like, there's just a lot of things. There's a, we talk about it all the time. There's, just, there's a we're tired of it. shift. That's happening in the world. I don't know what it stemmed yeah. from, or what, all of like, us are getting older. That's what it stemmed. Niggas from. are just tired of some shit. Like, <laughs> well, no, I, mean? I think social media is huge. It's this tran- transparency that didn't exist before. Mm-hmm. You know, people have been doing fucked up shit from the beginning. But now of we time. can just see it. But now you can hold these people accountable and then apply pressure. Mm-hmm. Which is why, imagine Netflix canceled House and Cards in two seconds. Boom. That was the biggest. Like that was what I remember. That being one of the first original thing on. On, on that's one Netflix. of the first things that was Netflix. One of the first Netflix, and I when I watched the show, I was like, "Holy shit, the show's amazing!" And like, they canceled it in two seconds. Why? They don't want that. They don't want that heat. They don't exactly. want those problems. Want Peace and out. And that's the, that's the kind of the cool thing that we, the times that we live in right now. We are way more woke. We hold, we're holding people accountable, and we could do something about it. We have power as the people, and I'm I'm excited about that. You know what I mean? You're you're talking about what TripAdvisor is doing. It's fucking putting. You know, hotels that are like making them accountable. Like you know, you're you know now. Yep. You know now, and you can make an informed decision. Accountability is changing the world. Who you don't support, but that's one thing that I was also thinking about is like I've been thinking a lot about this, and I would love to know like how you how we as society are going to handle it. Is the people who we revere growing up, Mm -hmm. right? We talked about. I have I have challenges with this. Like (laughs) you know, the people who we revered, who mean everything to us, and then we hear we do they do something fucked up. Yep. And, you know, obviously you're not going to ride with them anymore. But what does that mean, though? Does those memories that you had, all those things previously mean nothing now? Yeah. Do, you, do you erase what Michael I had Jackson that... did? Do you erase what Bill Cosby did? Do you erase what whatever did? You know I had mean? that feeling yeah. that somebody did a troll with uh, Tom Hanks' picture. Okay. And said, Tom ha- Hanks revealed to have been perfectly fine and doing nothing to no one. Have a good day. And mm. the first couple lines, I'm like, no, not, I'm not. I'm not casting Tom Hanks, man. I got. I, I never watched Forrest Gump again, ever. Like that shit was crazy to me. And we were talking about that. It's like, at what he point? Didn't fucked up, right? No, no, no. Yeah, he's okay, perfectly right. fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. But well, at what point? As far as we know. <laughs> at what point? Because there's a everything's a, a cycle, right? Like mm. things happen for a while, and then people say yeah, we're done. We're done doing that. So at what point are people gonna stop canceling their faves? And also. Where is that? Where do you draw the line of giving someone uh, a blight, basically? Because a lot of people are talking about R. Kelly being and doing all these stuff, but I see just as many people being like, "Nigga, R. Kelly made I believe I can fly." I am not canceling mm. R. Kelly. Mm. So it's like, yeah. how do you decide who? Because well, who for you is like top of top? Like 
someone you admire a lot. Like if, okay, for example. Michael Jackson was one for me. If Donald Glover comes out as a pedophile tomorrow, how, like, how pissed are you? You're pissed. And are you, and are you like, are you listening to his stuff ever again? Are you watching Atlanta's next season? You've been looking forward to this. Like, well, the good thing is now he won't get a next season. So <laughs> now that wouldn't happen these days. He wouldn't get another season of oh, Atlanta okay. if he came out to be a petty. It's being made though, probably right? made already. Yeah, right? probably produced already. I don't know. It'd be difficult. Like you have to kind of when do you watch decide? everything with a grain of salt. Like that's I'm against the domestic you have, abuse. But you have I still to listen to Chris Brown's last album. So yeah, it's, it's like, like you have to like you have to like it's like ah oh, man like I know I'm ch- you have to like take that little bit of like I feel like for me because. When initially when the Chris Brown thing happened, and this is what before people were canceling anybody, I I personally just stopped listening to his music because like you're hearing it and you're just thinking about like what he did or whatever. And it's like the two connections. It, it almost sounds like what he's singing. It's hard is to fake separate. Now. You know what I mean? It's hard to separate sometimes, especially when you're making music like that, where it's yeah. like it's to do with Let relationships. Let me hold you, again. <laughs> like wrap my arms around right time and say goodbye. Like, and I'm just whoa. like, oh man. Now it's like, easy. oh, he was stalking you, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> this is what he was it, doing. It changes the context. <laughs> it changes the context completely. That's what he meant. <laughs> That's what he meant. When you heard R. Kelly was with these, uh, like finessing these young girls, and the first time you heard, my mind's telling me no. But my body's telling me yes. Jesus. You're not conflicted. Yes. You're not conflicted to be like, yo, how do I listen to this song? So it's like I feel like you almost gotta give it time. To it too, yeah. Right. My high school dance. Yeah. My prom. Yeah. My all first these kiss. All maybe some dance. people first smashed an R. Kelly track. Now it's Bro, like I was so pissed when Spectacular and, and those guys yes, started sir. doing some dumb shit because I'm like I lost my virginity pretty quick. Spectacular. Ricky, like, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I got new keys in her eyes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, oh my god. Anyways. Dope show. Thank you so much for coming through, Cheto. Um, make sure you guys, once again, check out the Come Up Show podcast. When's that event? Event is November 30th. $18 tickets are on thecomeupshow.com. I will be hosting. We got Emmanuel. We've got 1111. We've got Adria Kane. We've got Kennedy Road. It's going to be a great, great show. It's going to be a celebration, bitches. Celebration. A celebration. Ah, ah, ah. Motherfuckers. And um, yeah, is there anything you want to say? Yo, thank you guys. Thank you for having yes, me yes. on this platform. I'm a fan of extra gravy. <laughs> Ooh, dripping sauce. So, uh, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys check out the Twitter, uh, Extra Gravy Show, Instagram. We're posting some dope videos that we we enjoy on the uh, Extra Gravy Show Instagram. Check out the Twitter. I just shared a couple of links that we just talked about on this show. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and some exciting news coming up. Um, we've been working on some stuff uh, for you guys for Christmas. Zer- for Christmas. And uh, yeah. We'll uh, probably announce it next show, probably the show after. Who knows? Um, But thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for the support. I want to give something to your listeners. Yes. The first who hears this, the first two people who hear this on the the Extra Gravy podcast, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I will give them a pair of tickets. I'm going to choose two winners. The first two listeners. The first two listeners who hit us up. That comment, yeah. What do they have to say? Uh... What did they have to say? They have to get, let's give them a word right now, so they yeah, have to listen to the. That's end. how we know. <laughs> that's how we know. There's no uh, way. First people to tweet uh, Kennedy Road will get two free tickets. Just tweet her. No, just tweet us uh, Kennedy Road. Okay, okay. And tweet you'll get two extra free gravy tickets. show. Yeah, yeah. And at the come up show. Yeah. Extra gravy show and at, at the, the come, come up, up show. show Kennedy Road. So you have to tweet us and you have to at the come up show and you have to get 
Kennedy Road. If you yeah. don't get those three, I you're will not be choosing no two people. I will be giving away two set of pairs of tickets Woo, to people, come that check is, out the tenth year anniversary $36. of the Come Up Show. Thursday, November 30th, Adelaide Hall. Yo, did I mention there's going to be ice cream cake? Oh. This is extra gravy exclusive, 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 exclusive. World premiere. I'm Marlon. I'm Jason. Wait, hold up. I got a closing song, though. Fuck your closing song, nigga. Nah, nigga. We got a closing song. Tori Moi, Girl Like You. Yeah, what's a guy like me do get a girl like you? Anyways, that sounds horrible. Thank you guys for listening, and that was the extra gravy. Yeah, yeah. How about the skirt, skirt, skirt with the burner? It goes er 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 er. Turn in the theater. The girl is super burst. Shout out to shout out to that one. Oh man. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.